Welcome to the Leadership Talks podcast. My name is Wilka. I'm your host. And today I have a very special guest, Tish Hodge-McFadden. Welcome to the show. Hi, Wilka. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous. Thank you so much. Life looks good. Life feels good. And, you know, just continuing to shine. Excellent. And you're shining bright like a <laughs> Thank you, Wilka. So are you. I see you in Annapolis. Yes, Annapolis is definitely a beautiful place. Very close by where we first met at the Hilton Y. Yes. Indeed, indeed. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. For sure. And it's been mm-hmm. quite of a journey. <laughs> indeed. And you're doing so well. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tish. And I wanted to invite you today for up talk here at the Leadership Podcast, because I think you are a very awesome example of an HR professional, because you inspire people, you don't look um, on the position that they held, you just treat everybody as a VIP. And that's how I felt when I was a front desk agent and mm-hmm. you were always shiny and smiling and uplifting others and everyone surrounded by you. So um, thank you again. And I want to learn from you today. What do you think that a leader in HR per se um, mm-hmm. must have to be successful in this world past COVID right now? Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for all your kind words, Wilka. I remember when you started at the Hilton Baltimore BWI Airport as a front desk agent, and today you're a director of sales, blazing trails and soaring high. I'm so very proud of you. I consider you one of my one of my mentees that are really, really doing well. And so to answer your question, and thank you so much for your kind words in terms of the the prototype when it comes to an HR leader, I believe when it comes to being a successful uh, people leader, you have to have empathy. You have to want to serve the people that you get to come in contact with. I consider them my customers, internal guests in hospitality, or whether it's patient for those that are in the healthcare field that are the external customers, or my internal customers, making sure that I understand what their ultimate dreams are and making sure that I can create a pathway to help them on their journey to ultimately achieve that. So I think a great HR person is a servant leader who's invested. There's no task that's too small, that's too great, that they're willing to get the answers if they don't know it in order to ultimately achieve the goal. And I do believe that you are, again, you know, the perfect example of that, that leadership, because I remember very well, um, Trish, and, you know, to just be following your journey after our, you know, uh, work, uh, we were colleagues, right? But it, mm-hmm. and you made me feel special and you were always cheerful right and you know, I love the bright colors that you always <laughs> use and you know the laugh and the smile every time you know a, a merrily front desk person had a question and you, you stopped everything that you were doing to try to help so I think that is one of the most prestigious um, characters of yourself mm-hmm. and today Tish you have 
learned and you know developed yourself right for a certified life coach yes 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 yes. thank you so much I'm wearing my my flame pen as I ignite the dreams of everyone I have the opportunity to come in contact I believe that we all have a purpose in this life and many people Oftentimes, they let fear arrest them. They allow other people who may not like them. Uh, believe it or not, Wilka, there are a lot of people, I am grateful that you value and appreciate me, but there are others that think that I'm too much, but too much for them. But you must know your purpose. You must love yourself. And in order to love someone else, that's where it starts. And so that's how I'm able to love on my front desk, love on my call center in the health field, love on the uh, medical assistants, the nurse, the managers, the directors is because I have a a healthy core and a healthy self. And that comes from, of course, from God. And so just making sure that you are doing all that you can to take care of the people. And, And usually it seems like HR professionals, high school guidance counselors and um, human services professionals, those are the top three organizations, uh, positions, uh, human services, human resources, and um, guidance counselors that go into life coaching because our regular day-to-day, we're constantly helping and consulting and guiding others. So I said, hey, I'm making some money for the corporation I'm working for. Let me see if I can brand myself and continue to do that off the clock. So thank you. I think that's amazing. And you're definitely like perfect for that. I guarantee you that you're being very successful, Tish. So uh, tell me, do you have like any plans and programs for the future for launching, you know, your career as a life coach? Absolutely. And so which one do I want to share with you? So as a life coach um, and graduating from the Brave Thinking Institute, and, and, and once, so I'm going to launch on my birthday on October the 16th, my first vision workshop. And so there I will offer uh, three complimentary strategy sessions while others are doing the wobble on the dance floor and maybe some karaoke so that I can see, hey, let's, let's talk about your dreams. What do you love? What do you think about, you know, and really try to start building my clientele. I'm so honored and humbled to have a VIP client, uh, Director Henry. And so I'm helping him and I'm just so grateful that he's extended his contract until the end of the year and, and all is well, you know, once you're doing what you love, you will never work a day in your life. And so Saturday, October the 16th, if you want to know more, please send me a LinkedIn message to all of those that are listening. I'll be sure to get you those details, but that will be my first vision workshop as I graduated on this past Sunday so that I can let people know what I'm doing and, and what's the format to enroll into the Brave thinking dream builder uh, curriculum. That's amazing. So <laughs> exciting news. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let me know if you have uh, any anybody coming to Annapolis, you know, or if you want to gather like a, a group of people, we do definitely, people, you know, backdrop here in Annapolis as, you know, an amazing place for you guys to meet. But let's talk about um, how did you transition, Tish? Because I'm really curious. Um, mm-hmm. How did you transition from hospitality to mm-hmm. healthcare? 
You know, uh, that's a phenomenal question. While pursuing my uh, master's of science in human resources management, one of my assignments was to explain why I want to do what I'm doing and, and, and why the industry that I am working in. And so at the time I was working in hospitality and continuing to dig deeper, why hospitality? So the root word of hospitality and the root word of hospitality hospital is the same root word. And that root word in the original language is to heal. And so in hospitality, as you know, you know, we have the transient guests that come with their wedding parties. They just want that R&R, that rest and relaxation so that they can be regenerated and, and renewed to continue on, you know, after their vacation or even, you know, that business person. But overall, that's more of the, the, the mind and the emotions, you know, and that internal soul and spirit, whereas in the hospital, the clinic setting, that healing is more tangible. It's that physical healing. So I have my customers being the guests in hospitality, and we also have customers being the patients that come in to our clinics. So I thought it was a very synonymous type of transition uh, with both the hospitality and the healthcare. Wow, that's amazing. And how long have you been in healthcare now? So healthcare, shy of two years, about 21 months, 21 months. Yep. Wow. wow. On Thursday, I actually accepted a new role. And on Tuesday, January the 5th, 2022, I will announce that new role. I'm going to stick my head in the ground like an ostrich and I'm going to soak up all the training and learn everything. And once I get, you know, myself really acclimated, then I'll share it with our LinkedIn space and continue to share, you know, the journey that I'm on. But right now I'm focusing on the Shine Institute and building my life coaching business until I start work on October. October 4th. Awesome. Awesome. So you have a lot of great things happening. Thank you for <laughs> Thank sharing you. with us. Of course. So another question then that I have in terms of all of these changes in your life right now, did you have a vision board? Did you plan this way? Did you have those emotions? And, you know, did you see yourself um, being a life coach? So talk mm -hmm. to us about this passion. I am going to be 100% honest with you, Oka. When I got my W-2 in December of 2020 and, you know, tax time at the beginning of 2021, and I looked at how much taxes I was paying, I said, man, that's a lot of taxes. It was almost $50,000 in taxes. Wow. And I said, you know what? I have to think rich. I have to act rich. I know I'm rich in spirit, but I have to make this happen. I can write off some of that money and deposit it into myself. So in January of this year, I actually joined another certification organization. But, you know, just discerning, watching, paying attention, I heard that still voice says, mm, this is probably not the one that you want to be a part of. And so I bowed out gracefully and I prayed. I said, Lord, please help me to find the right one. I was looking at another one and he said, not that one. And then I found brave thinking and it was like, Woo! 
this is the one. It gives me the whole blueprint of how to build my business with the LLC, the marketing strategy, the curriculum for 12 weeks. So I always knew that I wanted to work for myself in some capacity and hopefully eventually um, build something and a legacy for my future family, my future children. Um, and so that's how I did not do a vision board. I just really, I, I dreamt about it so much. Um, my two former assistants can tell you, uh, Tierra Easter and Heather Lynn Matthews Willoughby, that January, that first Friday in Annapolis, actually, oh, wow. I was speaking, I was like, before this year is an, I'm going to be a certified life coach and I'm going to be pumping out my business. So I didn't put it tangibly, but going through the six month process with brave thinking, it forces you to have your for you to write it down. So I do have my little notebook for brave thinking that I, I went through the 12 weeks and really birthed the vision and my core values, all that good stuff. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing that. Trish. Of course. And, um, you know, for us here in hospitality this year, you know, the past, you know, pandemic and so forth, mm -hmm. it has been really challenging, mm -hmm. um, for you and in the hospital side of the business, um, did you have, a lot of turnover because I know one of your goals and you as an HR person, I remember back in the day, you represent, you are the culture of the organizations that you work for. You're definitely like so full of sunshine and energy mm -hmm. that I wanted to learn how was it for you in the hospital field? Mm -hmm. Great question, Wilka. And again, I can't thank you so much for your kind words. I eat, breathe, live HR. I absolutely love it. Uh, kudos to the Society of Human Resources Management. They had a phenomenal annual conference in Vegas. And we also had the virtual option for that as well. That was the first time that they did that. Um, but to answer your question, I actually am so proud in my review this past, I believe we did it um, this past May or June. I was so happy to share that turnover from fiscal year 2019-2020 in comparison with fiscal year 2020 to 2021, um, we decreased our turnover by double digits, uh, which was so exciting, actually by, by double digits, 15.19%. Um, so... I was very happy of for my team and I and the overall organization. I believe that we definitely, as Dr. Thamby likes to say, Tish, you have developed a palpable culture. It's not something that you can necessarily see on a vision board, but you can feel it. You know, you can feel it. You bring it to life. So I believe by reinstating our associate opinion survey, launching the first ever recognition program, launching our people and culture committees for the six divisions, you know, and having them be a part of the change that they want to see. One day we did lunch for everyone. Even if you were working at home, you got an email with a gift card to Panera so that you can have lunch. We did our town hall meetings. And for those that were working at home, they participated as well. Spirit weeks, job fairs. I mean, really, really 
daily and even working with our corporate office to help take a little bit of the hospitality side and gave a facelift to the patient experience training, transitioning benefits, and uh, chairing the, the committee for the diversity, equity, and inclusion group. It really, really was an awesome time in the healthcare space. And so even during the pandemic, I still was working in the field at the clinics. I, I still work majority of my time outside of work and not at home. So just continuing to ride it until the wheels fall off, just continue to push at 150%. Wow. That's yep. amazing. 15%. percent um, yep. you know, it, it's awesome. Like I can't believe, and you know, I'm sure the organization um, is very proud of you and your achievements. Mm -hmm. And how 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 big was your team? Uh, so it was me and two other HR professionals supporting a population of about 450. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you reduced the turnover for 15%. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love, you know, it was all you know, quantified for me with the workday dashboard. So you can literally just see the numbers as each month go. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. So there's no fudging the numbers. Welcome. <laughs> it's all there based on the, the data analytics in the HRIS system. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, I know that you also have been writing, right? For articles and I've seen on yeah. uh, talk to us about how this opportunity came about. Oh man, one day I was sitting at my desk at the Double Tree by Hilton McLean Tysons, and I got a telephone call uh, from a gentleman by the name of Jose Davila. And I said, Yes, this is Tish. How can I help? How can I be a service? Um, and he said, and then I I actually paused for a moment. I said, Oh, quick question. How did you get your name? How did how did I meet you again? And he said, well, Tish, you don't know me. And I, I really started to listen intently. And he said, um, it's probably something that you posted on LinkedIn. We have a separate uh, recruitment and scouting committee, uh, but your name was forwarded to me from the scouting committee. And I'd like to schedule a, a pre-screen interview with you just to see how that pre-screen goes and to see whether or not I'd like to invite you to apply to the invitation only organization. And so after our time on the telephone, Wilka, uh, not only did he invite me to apply, but he waived the $500 application fee. Um, and I was able to put in my application with my essay um, explaining why I should be found worthy to join such a distinguished organization and so humbled that the selection committee uh, back, I think it was June of 2020, 2019 uh, allowed me to enter the ranks. So it's just been so great. They have benefits. I really need to take some time to go into some of the benefits that they have, um, whether it's travel and, and car rental, they have some really great benefits to make sure that you're, you're looking great, feeling great, you know, taking care of some of the perks. And then we get to network in the forum, just like you have in LinkedIn and Facebook, you get to chat with chief human resources officers, VPs, and subject matter experts and have, you know, different coffee shops within the virtual setting to continue to network and, you know, iron sharpens iron. How can we collaborate and extrapolate information that you're using that maybe I can use for my organization? So it's been great. We're able to answer questions and put together collaborative articles. But what I love most are those independent articles where you really get to showcase, you know, what you're working on or what's on your heart in the space of HR. I do want to give a shout 
shout out to Ruba Marshad. Uh, she tagged me on LinkedIn. It was a young lady whose uncle passed away. And based on her company's policy, initially, even though she took the two and a half days, they were not going to allow her to use bereavement time for that uncle's passing. And it was because the policy <laughs> did not include uncles as a family member. So, you know, just looking at some of those unconscious biases when it comes to policies, but I'm so happy that her, her manager supported her and fought for her and HR was open, especially in 2021, where everybody's talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, the family structure is not only mommy, daddy, baby girl, and baby boy, you know, the, the family structure, maybe mommy, mommy, or daddy, daddy, or however it looks, and just being flexible in, in having that blended family. So I'm happy that HR also heard the manager, and they are working on updating that policy as we speak. Um, and so I think that's going to, I some way, somehow, I'm going to try to put together an article when it comes to unconscious bias, when it comes to policy writing and making sure that we're looking at all cultures when we're putting those policies together because we can leave someone out. We can exclude someone if we are not very careful. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's how Forbes came about um, in a nutshell. Awesome. And what is your favorite article that you were able to share your expertise and find rights? <laughs> I think my favorite article was through training industry. So training industry, after they read my articles with Forbes, they were like, man, can you write for us too? And so I think it would be the article that I wrote on Friday, June 18th of 2021, inclusion and psychological safety in turbulent times. You know, a lot of people think that inclusion means you're Latina, I am Black, you know, having every face at the table, you know, having every gender and um, sexuality, religion, you know, name it. Um, it's there, but it's more than just checking the box and having someone at the table. Um, and actually looking at his book, I'm going to pull it up here. What I love is that Inclusion goes all the way down into the policies like we just discussed, as well as the safety. Am I free to really share how I feel within the organization? Do I have freedom of voice? You know, can I, can I, can I share, <laughs> you know? Um, do I have the freedom to challenge the status quo? So that's where you get safety. It's every, if, you know, we're not, our, our, our DNA, our fingerprint, our faces are different. And so should be our, our thinking and our contributions should be different and allow to share. You know, not everybody's going to think the way that I think, but it's okay for me to be able to exercise that voice. So I think with all that's transpired and who would have known that Juneteenth would have been a federal holiday now? The editor actually took out my opening to that article, which opened up with Juneteenth. So I think it was great that they actually honored um, and had it published on that day. So I think that's my favorite article because a lot of individuals are not able to see how inclusion goes deeper than just 
you know, having everyone at the table, making sure that they are in fact breaking it down. And I found my article right here. And so in Timothy Clark's book, the four uh, areas for psychological safety, making sure that everyone is included, that's the first step that many companies do well. The second step is uh, safe to learn. Some companies do well. I like organizations that allow training for everyone and putting those prerequisites and, and the criteria of how those trainings are as opposed to nominations. I think that really uh, get into the clickish who's who. Um, the third one is safe to contribute as I was just explaining. And then the last one that I absolutely love is safe to challenge the status quo. We want someone to always think hey, how can we do it better? If we're not thinking of how we can do it better, then we're gonna end up like Blockbuster, right? And Netflix coming and taking our business. So we always have to see continuous improvement. How can it be better? How can it be better? There's gotta be a way. So thanks for asking that question. Oh yeah, of course. And you know, I think exactly what you have a point there, you know, it, inclusion is beyond, right? Just having mm -hmm. a Latina, a black woman, women mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? It's like making sure people feel safe speaking up. Yeah. You know, like my point of view can be different than yours mm -hmm. or vice versa, but at least I'm able to express, and I think that's golden for sure. Mm -hmm. I will share your article on my LinkedIn as well. Nice. So folks can, you know, take a chance to, to read and check you out. Mm -hmm. And I, I, got, I think I should also, because that was with training industry. And I think my favorite article with Forbes would have to be my very first independent one. I think that was September of 2020, how to shine in a toxic work environment because not every organization is as healthy you know as it's sold during the talent acquisition process but making sure that you remain fearless you remain confident you remain true to yourself and the same way you enter that organization you bow out gracefully you know being your authentic self that's where you win Oh my gosh, Trish. And when I saw your article popping up on Forbes on my LinkedIn feed, I was like cheering for you so much because, you know, again, I'm a woman, I'm from Brazil, I'm Latina, right? And um, sometimes when you speak up, right, or even when you express yourself, it doesn't come across or people don't understand well. Like, you know, like you just said a few minutes ago, sometimes uh, the way you shine your lights, it can be mm -hmm. too much for people. And I can't yes. relate to that. Like you said, maybe people, oh my gosh, you're too much. You're very loud. You're this or that. Mm -hmm. I'm true to my core. And yes. I take any feedback, right? I just take what is good for me and I keep mm -hmm. moving because otherwise I wouldn't be here where I am today by exactly. myself, right? Exactly. And I think that's... Uh, it's part of the legacy that you want to build for your family, for your future. Yes. Um, Absolutely. So, and Wilka, I mean, you have, and, and I too, I'm from the Caribbean. I'm not a Latina, but I'm from the Caribbean American from the U S Virgin islands. And I, I do have an accent sometimes, you know, you completely understand, you know, but remaining true is so critical because we all bring something special. If we can just appreciate and honor the individuality, the uniqueness, 
everything will just be spicier. You know, you bring a little spice. I bring a little, you know, a, a different seasoning where the pot can be just so much tastier if we welcome everyone, truly. And I think welcoming everyone, right? We have this um, background in the hospitality industry that, you know, you're passing through the front desk if you're an HR person per se, you know, you see all kinds of guests coming in and out. But I really think, you know, is that what the secret sauce, right? Like everybody's mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. personality, you're being authentic and being yourself and making sure you take right the criticism and you learn from it you know mm -hmm. so i appreciate you mentioning this because i think it definitely you know brings um another topic to the conversation right mm -hmm. yes and tish so what would you say um also i'm doing um you know highlighting women in business um, what would you say as an hr you know person from your perspective what women has or needs to have to be, you know, at that boardroom table and have mm -hmm. everything to represent us. Absolutely. So being in the C-suite, I think it's critical. I'm so glad. I mean, when I think of, I watched the movie Respect, the biography of Aretha Franklin, and just thinking of how it was for women back in the 60s, <laughs> <laughs> and how it is right now in 2021, you know, and just listening to Jennifer Hudson, because she also shines and she has her own personality, but her personality and Aretha's personality were two different personalities. So to answer your question, you know, women have come a long way from the Donna Reeds being housewives and now being entrepreneurs for me early in the morning or at night, you know, and being an HR professional by day, I think making sure that we're able to balance our time, that is critical. Um, and that's an area where I continue to work. I can ask my team. I can be a little bit of a workaholic. So making sure that we're able to balance our time, that business acumen, the way you present yourself is everything. And that's one thing I love. I, I get from my mom and Howard University and the hospitality industry, the way you present yourself is everything. So I am a lady, but when I walk in that room, I hope to take your breath away because I'm here for business. Business acumen, having, knowing the budget, knowing how to read a PL, you know, knowing what the business goals are. If you need to be decreasing revenues by half a million dollars, knowing what the, the objectives are and making sure that that trickles down to your team so that they can help support you in achieving those goals. So again, setting yourself for success by knowing those goals, making sure you're timely when it comes to the deadlines, when it comes to having a meeting, if you can arrive a couple minutes early, that's great, you know, and just making sure overall you have that business acumen, always have your backup for the backup, keep your files. You never want to know when the president's going to call on you and you're able to pull up that document, you know, letting him know, hey, I'm present, I'm prepared, I am on it. And I think um, if I could give a secret sauce, it would be to 
and it, it, it had it in the bounce for a little bit. But I think my secret sauce would be, again, be, be true to yourself, making sure that whatever you say you're going to do, that you absolutely do. Your word is everything, you know? And so delivering on the deliverables and, and letting them know, hey, I may need some time, but just making sure that you're representing yourself excellently is so critical. Reputation, right? It's all everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I actually got a, a, and if I can just add, as we jump off, I actually got a text message uh, this week from one of the physicians where I was at my last job. And he was just like, I miss you here. You know, so reputation, you know, what you say you're going to do, making sure that you do it. And, and having that, like you said, some people from my last job, I'm like, oh my gosh, Tish, you're bowing out, even from the corporate team, Michelle Berry in Oregon, you know, to some of our people um, at some of the other locations, like, man, we're so sad to see you bow out, but we're going to be looking on your LinkedIn, so where are you going next, because you are awesome, so once you continue to have that consistent track record, people can know that they can count on you. Yeah, and I think, you know, I was just in a meeting um, last week and, you know, Tish, like, I love sales and marketing, right? I, I love know. the customers uh -huh. and, you know, hospitality industry, the hotel being on property this mm -hmm. past, you know, 18, 20 months has been really challenging, yeah. as you can imagine. And mm -hmm. you, I'm sure you've seen, you know, from other colleagues um, in the industry as well. Yeah. You know, and I, I had a conversation with somebody and they kept telling me, oh my gosh, it seems like you're on LinkedIn quite a lot. I'm like, yes, because I want to be seen. I want to be yes. hear my name, Wilka. And I, it, don't, it doesn't matter if they're in Brazil, if they're in California, if they're in New York City, places mm -hmm. that I have lived or people that I haven't met to mm -hmm. know that they can reach out to me, just send me a DM on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if they have a question, I can help or I can help connect them with somebody else in the HR world or in mm -hmm. my company and the organization that I represent. You know, it's all about how can you serve right yes. but also is about being seen and also people you know especially now pandemic and you know i started writing about um work-life balance a lot mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and like you said the time because sometimes we become all workaholics right yeah. and it's all about oh my gosh how much can i it, there is not enough hours in the day to meet yeah. to, to this project. But, you know, I took some time aside and I discovered a new passion, which is podcasting. And I am nice. so um, grateful that, you know, when I reach out to people, I say, hey, do you have some time, 30 minutes, you know, to be on my podcast? Yes. And people are getting back to me at the same day. So yes. like yourself and, you know, it, it just brings me, gives me more strength and courage to speak and bring conversations, you know, that other people are not having, but at the same time, I have to do, I have to shine, right? I have yes. to Right, yes. <laughs> and creating this, um, you know, a, a reputation online and on social media is definitely the way to go. You know, it's 2021, everybody's yes. about being on LinkedIn and networking online, right? Yes, yes. So how do you take care of that? Um, you know, I know you're super busy. How do you take care of your online uh, presence and reputation, Tish? 
So man, I, and, and I give you kudos for the podcast. That's something also that, that is in the back of my head, but once I get my website and everything finalized, uh, Brave Thinking does give me a website, but as you know, my style is I like shiny things. I like glitz and glam. And so I definitely want to up my game when it comes to my website and not just have the standard website, like every other life coach. Um, but in terms of online presence, I think it's important that you post at least once a week, you know, just to let people know what's happening. Like you do a phenomenal job. Thanks for letting me know that I can do a video profile that's probably coming shortly, you know, <laughs> next month. I think it's critical that you just constantly share, you're constantly putting out content so that you can build up your network, build up your audience and followers. Like you said, if someone is in California, they're coming to Maryland, you're like, oh, where is that Wilka, Wilka lady working again? And she's always online. And so who knows, you may get uh, a tour group from California that's coming to see the nation's capital and they know about you because you're relevant and you're constantly online. I oftentimes wonder how do um, DOSs do it who are not online? I just It just blows my mind. That's just a free way for you to let people know about your, your, your hotel, about what you have to offer, what's happening. And so for me, I think likewise as HR, I want to share the job fairs that we're having. I want to share the open positions that can be a, a way to get recruiting um, efforts out there, as well as I'm so excited. Can't wait for Tuesday, January the 5th, because the organization that I'm going to work for received an award as one of the great places to work, you know, and so to continue to show the culture and all that's transpiring, you know, it's critical to put that out there so that the recruiting efforts can be less um, difficult and people can want to have a career and not just a job with us. So creating contact, having an online presence is absolutely everything. I try to, uh, whether it's make a comment or post at least once a week, I think it's important. So do you think uh, after, you know, you start writing for Forbes, your, you know, requests through LinkedIn and your line, online followers uh, increased? Oh, without a doubt, positively, <laughs> without a doubtedly, I Yay. have people who tag me in the articles and after, after they tag me, people start sending me uh, the connect invitations because they want to see what else am I sharing, not only with Forbes, but what's happening in my rural real life. So yes, I definitely have a number of, of new people in my network and people who, one, one what, what article was that? I wrote an article and I posted, it was a Forbes article and I had about 30,000 views wow. of that one post. I, I mean, people from in Asia, India, New Zealand. Um, and then I had contacts from East Asia. I'm just like, wow. Wow, who would think that LinkedIn could spread so far? That that was the February article, Leading with Love. I had like over 30-something views. I was like, man, this thing is powerful. Thank so you. definitely more volume as a result of that. 
Wow, that's awesome. Awesome stuff. 30,000. You are definitely an influencer. Girl, I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'm going to try to thank you. I'm going to try to balance my time so that I can, within the next 90 days, I'm going to try to focus on the Shine Institute and, and help give that some ramp up time. And then second business day in 2022, I'm going to be pushing my, the new company that I have an honor to work with. The organization has been around for over a hundred years. And so I'm just so honored and humbled that they asked me to stop looking, please accept, you know, with them. So I'm grateful and excited, ignited and delighted about this new chapter. Well, you will do amazing as always. <laughs> thank you. And, you know, I can't thank you enough for your time today. Of course, of course, Wilka. And I thank you for being the director of sales like none other. I haven't seen another director of sales that's on LinkedIn, strutting her stuff, having her videos, tagging, sharing. I mean, I know that Annapolis is the boat capital, but you said it, you posted it. I cannot wait to see, are you going to the boat races or will you be taking pictures and sharing as well? Oh my gosh, yes. I am be, um, I am going to be attending the boat show. You know, of course, I will be um, there, but you know, I also, there's so many other events, you know, in Annapolis that sometimes I think people are not well aware, but you know, that's why I'm there. And, you know, I'm not just selling my, hotel in per se i'm selling the market right like because we have travelers from all over the mm -hmm. dmv area mm -hmm. and you know it's definitely a quaint a small town and i'm happy mm -hmm. to be here and i'm happy again you know tish that we were able to have this conversation today and anything you need from me anything i can do you know to support your life coach business um please let me know and i'll be happy to do so Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me continue to shine bright. Um, and just let me know. It'll be my pleasure to support you as well, especially if you want to go shopping and get that nice hat for the boat show. Let me know. I, I would actually love to come and take a tour of your property as I'm trying to find a venue for my first vision workshop. So let's stay connected. Absolutely. We will definitely do that. And thank you so much if you're listening to the Leadership Talks podcast. My name is Wilka and I will see you next time. Keep shining. Thank you, Tish. See ya.